What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out New Visions podcast. Uh, if we've never had the opportunity to meet before, my name is Dalton Barrett, and I serve at New Visions Buchanan Campus, and I have the opportunity to work with middle school and high school students over there, and I really love what I have the opportunity to do. So thanks for joining us today on the podcast, whether it's your first time or you've been listening since the very beginning. I'm still super thankful that you decided to take some time out of your day to spend with us here. We're still going through the book of Mark, and uh, today we're in Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 13, which is one of my uh, one of my favorite passages. So we're just going to pick up right here in uh, verse 1. I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard Bible today. So chapter 6, verse 1, he left there and he came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. Where did this man get these things, they said? What is this wisdom that has been given to him, and how are these miracles performed by his hand? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? So they were offended by him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his household. He was not able to do a miracle there, except for that he had laid his hands on a few sick people, and he had healed them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. He was going around to the villages teaching. Verse 7, He summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over all unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the road except for a staff, no bread, no traveling bag, no money in their belts, but to wear the sandals and not put on an extra shirt. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that place. If any place does not welcome you or listen to you, when you leave there, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out, and they preached that the people should repent. And they drove out many demons, anointed many sick people with oil, and healed them. And I think we see here uh, two stories that are almost separate, but they really do go well together. I know as you just kind of read through, it feels like they're two separate stories, but I really think that the the first half of this serves as a training for the 12 who are about to be sent out. So so let me explain. Jesus here, he, he's, he's begun his ministry. He's, he's walking. People have put their trust in him. People have began to follow him. He has healed many, many people at this point. He's preached many, many sermons at this point. He's even collected 12 students who are studying under him now and, and, and are almost ready to go out and, and do the very thing that he's doing and preaching and teaching and healing and casting out demons. But he goes back home. And it's this this fascinating. If you if you're reading through the book of Mark, you'll you'll see people. Uh, I, there are crowds who gather around Jesus, and there are people who are willing to do anything just to meet this guy. And then he goes back home, and it's like the flip. the The script is flipped because he goes back home, and it's uh, just just picture like 
um, Sunday church. It was the Sabbath. It was the Jewish Sabbath, so it was on on Saturday, likely. And so they would read the scroll. So they'd read the scripture and they'd read from the Old Testament. And Jesus was chosen to be the speaker that day. And so he steps up and he brings this message, and it's a great one, right? It's it's got authority. It's it's uh, it's wise. It's beautiful. Um, and the people, the people who are listening, they're kind of blown away at first. They're like, who is this guy? Right? Like, how did he learn this, this wisdom, this, this power, this authority, where did that come from? And of course, us looking back, we know that's because, well, he was God. He was there when it was written. He is the word of God in, in flesh. But, but these people, they say, isn't this just the carpenter and this Mary's son? His sisters are here in this town with us. They're here listening to this guy. And this Mary's son, the the kid who was born of questionable origin, and this Mary and Joseph's boy, who she was pregnant with before they were married. So they begin to question Jesus' authority simply because of where he came from. And then Jesus' response is, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown among his relatives and in his household. And so Jesus, he says, you guys are supposed to be the people who are my biggest supporters. You guys are supposed to be the people who have my back. You're supposed to understand this better than than anyone because I grew up here. I grew up with you. But instead, you were the ones who have no respect for me. You were the ones who, it even says here, they were offended by him. They were offended by Jesus' existence. You were supposed to be the biggest supporters of this ministry, and instead, you are the ones who are offended. And one thing I love about this is this chunk of six verses is a really interesting and beautiful picture of Jesus's entire ministry. Because see, God put on flesh and bone, came down as the person of Jesus, to appear to the whole world and to take this message that at the moment was just, uh, or to take this this faith that was just being practiced uh, by uh, the Jewish people, God's chosen race, God's chosen people, to take that to the entire world. And the people who are uh, the, the most upset, the most offended, um, the least supportive of this are God's chosen people. It's the Jewish people. In fact, uh, the, the, the Jewish religious leaders are the ones who wind up having Jesus executed in the long run. So this picture is a small-scale version of Jesus' entire life and, and ministry, right? The very people who he was supposed to appear to, who should have understood, who've been waiting on the coming of Jesus for, for thousands of years at this point, those very people are the same ones who are his biggest adversaries. And that same thing happens here in Jesus' hometown. The very people who should support him the most, his family, his relatives, his cousins, his neighbors, they are the ones who are the most at opposition with him. And it's almost like this is a lesson to what the Twelve are about to go through. Because see, the Twelve are people who are followers of Jesus, right? They're, they're, they're not the best people. They're not the most qualified people. They're, um, you know, they're fishermen. They are uh, tax collectors. So they're, they're, they're fishermen, thieves, and there's even a terrorist thrown in there. And so they're not like the, the best people to pick as your students, but they're the ones who Jesus called to this ministry. 
So it's pretty clear, and Jesus even mentions that there's going to be some pushback. There's going to be some people who who uh, don't support them. Um, they're not going to welcome them. They're not going to listen to them. They're not going to let them perform miracles. And he says, okay, when you go to those towns, when you go to the places where they don't respect you, where uh, they're even offended by you, where they don't want you, uh, shake your dust off. Shake the dust off your feet and leave. And so the disciples, they go out and they do that and they preach that people should repent. They drive out demons, they anoint sick people, and they heal people. They do all of the things that Jesus is doing in his ministry, but they needed one lesson before they did that. And that lesson was that sometimes the very people who you're speaking to, the very people who should be your biggest supporters, the very people who should be in your corner, the very people who should have your back the most are going to be the people who want to hear what you have to say the least. That's the final lesson he teaches to his disciples before he sends them out. And it's a lesson that Jesus has been learning from the very beginning of his ministry here on earth. Because the very people who should have been the most in support of his ministry are the people who've been reading this prophecy for thousands of years. The very people who should be the most in support of his ministry are the very people who who were following the law, were the very people who, who have been tracking with this since the very beginning, God's chosen people, but they're the ones who are most at opposition. And so he teaches this to the disciples. Sometimes you're going to talk to people. Sometimes you're going to minister to people. You're going to heal people. You're going to teach to people. And the people who you think are going to have your back, people who in theory should have your back, People who should support you and listen to you and help you out and want what's best for you, they're going to be the very same people who turn on you. And you're thinking, well, how does this apply to me in the modern day? Well, just like the disciples were sent out to share this message of Jesus, we are sent out to share this message of Jesus. We're sent out to teach people about the good news of Jesus and, and, and share our faith with our coworkers and our families and our cousins and um, and the just people we meet. We're, we're, we're called to reflect Jesus to the world. That's what we're called to do. That's the mission that's presented in this book. And sometimes the very people we think will have our back, the very people we think will support us, the very people we think are the ones who aren't going to turn on us, who aren't going to be offended by us, are going to be offended by us. Maybe it's your family, maybe it's your co-workers, but somewhere along the lines, someone is going to be offended by your faith. And that's okay. And the reason that's okay is because the disciples went through it, so we can go through it. And not only that, God himself, in the person of Jesus, has been through the very same thing. He went back to his hometown to see the people he grew up with, And they didn't even believe him. So when people are offended or upset by us, people don't see the point in what we're doing. We know that our very God, the very God who's called us into this, our creator, has been through the very same thing. And I think that's pretty cool. And that brings me a lot of comfort. So thanks for listening once again this morning. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.